L-A-S. The LAS Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, licensed realtor, and this is the Corridor Real Estate Podcast. Eastern Iowa's premier show for all things buying, selling, and investing as it relates to real estate. Every Thursday, we'll be talking with industry professionals, breaking down the data, and giving you the info you need to succeed in Iowa's real estate market. I, along with my trusty producer, Alex, that's me, will be covering everything you need to know so that anyone can become a Corridor real estate expert. New episodes of the Corridor Real Estate Podcast are published every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am a licensed realtor in the state of Iowa with Coldwell Banker Hedges Realty, operating out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on me and to get in touch, visit lasrealtor.com. The Corridor Real Estate Podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network, also in Cedar Rapids. For more information, visit laspodcastnetwork.com. Well, hey, what's going on? Welcome on in. This is Friends with Marketing Benefits. And uh, really quick before we get too far into it, Alex, what were you freaking out about? Okay, so today we're talking about brand um, strategy. Strategy. Yep. And I was like, man, we should put in a sound clip of that one really famous commercial about the glasses where the guy's like, my brand. I have no idea. Do you, I've never heard of it. I'm looking at our guest. You guys uh, have to be kidding me. This is one of the most famous commercials of the last 10 years. My brand. Somebody that's listening to this podcast knows exactly what I'm talking about, and shout out to you. Well, hey, we're grateful that you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm Logan Schultz. Of course, you're hearing... I'm Alex Schulte. Alex Schulte. And uh, today we're talking to our friend with marketing benefits, James Welbus. James, how are you? <laughs> Good, Logan. How are you? Doing all right. I'm happy that you're here because you are a BS guy. It's true. Right. Uh, can we also point out his hat says, I love BS, with in parentheses, brand strategy. Brand strategy. Um, you're the guy on brand strategy, and you've kind of claimed that. Um, but tell us a little bit about, for people who don't know, what is brand strategy? Can you just define it for us? Oh, man. Um, brand, brand strategy is something that has been defined many times by many people. Um, there's two types of brand strategists. There's the ones who think that they're so important that they need to come up with their own definition of brand. And then there's the other 99.999% of us who just use Marty Neumeier's definition. Okay. Which is a brand is a person's gut feeling about your product, service, or company. Uh, okay. And so brand strategy would be the um, act of trying to influence that gut feeling. Interesting. So uh, this show really, I think the goal of the show is to have a great time talking about marketing and hopefully share some interesting lessons and insight um, for people who are trying to figure out their own um, their own marketing for their own projects, their businesses, um, especially on a local level. And I think brand strategy is something that people think about, right? Especially when they're starting a project, starting a business, but it's a hard thing to wrap your brain around. Where do you even start? with something like tackling brand strategy for your business. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to wrap your brain around. Uh, part of it is because it's, it's hard to directly tie revenue towards brand strategy. Um, sure. Advertising is easy. You can say, yeah, we spent $500 on these ads and then we got, you know, $3,000 of revenue back from that. Um, you know, we got this many clicks and those clicks turned into conversions, whatever, whatever. You can directly tie revenue to an advertising campaign. It's very difficult to tie revenue to any sort of brand strategy, hmm. um, which makes brand strategy very hard to sell uh, as a service or product. Um, you know, there's people, one of my... Um, I wouldn't call him a mentor because I don't know him uh, super personally, but one guy that I follow 
pretty closely. Uh, his name is Fabian Garhalter, and he um, he charges. Last I heard, he charges like ten thousand dollars for one day to come and sit down with you, strategize about your business, and then go back home. Wow. Um, to get to a point where you're selling that is very difficult for the reason that I mentioned before. But um, you know, I would I would think that all of his clients would tell you that that ten thousand dollars was very well spent. Um, they might not be able to say because of that ten thousand dollars, I've made three hundred thousand dollars. You know, there's not going to be a direct right. dollar amount, but um, it's very clear the benefits that come from brand strategy to people who have actually put effort into the brand strategy. So, Alex, I want to loop you in on this conversation because because brand strategy again a difficult thing to wrap your head around, and um, I know it's something that that you're not as familiar with. Uh, remember at the beginning of the episode when I was like, brand, uh, 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 and you had to finish it for me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not super familiar with it. <laughs> but it's something you've experienced before, and maybe you don't even realize that you've experienced it. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I really wanted to, to pick your brain because obviously we're working on this project, right? LAS Podcast Network and all of our LAS stuff, and we've spent some time thinking about brand and, and perception and and like you said, that gut feeling around somebody that interacts with your brand and what you're doing. Um, but also you are in a band, um, yeah. and a, actually a, a fairly well liked band in the area running in place. We haven't pissed anybody off just yet. Not yet. Um, <laughs> and so I'm curious to think about, you know, brand strategy for a smaller project and something like that. Um, I feel like I'm about to get a $10,000 service for my band that I didn't know I was getting with this podcast episode. I'm totally well uh, open to that. Um, um, but before brand strategy to me, it sounds like it's kind of primal. It's, it's, it goes way back into the human psyche, right? It's, it sounds like it's something that's just, when you say a gut feeling, how much science can be behind a gut feeling? Right. Yeah. What, what kind of actual numbers and, and lingo can be behind that? But but yes, I w- I would love to know how to tap into the gut feeling of of someone that might be interested in listening to my band. Absolutely. Have you thought about the brand for your band at all? Have you guys thought about that? Yeah, roughly, very very vaguely. I mean, I guess the brand is a group of friends who don't take themselves too seriously, who can sing well together. Is that is that a brand? That's a brand. Yeah, we don't take ourselves too seriously, but but yeah, our harmonies are tight. So I I don't, I don't know how short or long your quote unquote brand strategy needs to be. So do you mind diving into that a little bit? Because I'm I'm curious what the Alex's of the world, what first steps they should take to try and figure out what brand strategy is, what it means to their project or business, and. And where they even get started? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Alex, to answer your question, you know, how long should brand strategy be your last? Uh, the answer is indefinitely. I mean, it should be <laughs> uh, day one. You start working on your brand, and you never stop. Uh, the reason for that is, you know, your brand is not what you think or say it is. It's what everybody else thinks and says it is, right? Oh. So if you stop putting effort into influencing that, then your brand can get away from you. And people will forget where you started if you forget where you started and you stop telling them what your brand is, they're going to forget what your brand is. So, um, you know, there's, I saw on LinkedIn, somebody said that you should wait about five years before you start working on your brand. And I thought, wow, that's insane. That sounds like a long time. It is a long time because what people don't realize is that there's no such thing as not working on your brand. If you think you're not working on your brand, if you think you're not building a brand, you're just building a bad one. That's all that's happening. Oh, you have a brand. I like that. <laughs> like how we both went, ah. Yeah, that, well, that that's fit how you my know, brain. That was, yeah, no, that was that was good. That was good. That tickled me right up here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that needs to be on a t-shirt, right? That tickled me right up here with pointing to your brain. I like it. Yes, I got it. Oh, no, not what I said, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both I, for shirt ideas. I legit thought you were talking about what I said. That's so funny. Of course you weren't. <laughs> but yes, that idea of uh, if you, if you're not, if you don't think you're building brand strategy, you're just building a bad one, right? Uh, or building a bad brand, right? I think that's really a fascinating way to think about it, but also very accurate. 
So how do you make sure you're reminding people of that brand often without just being like, here's new music? You know, how, how do you remind people that like, hey, we're kind of fun too? Sure. Through the, you're talking through the lens of, of your band. Right. right? I, like through the example we're using. Right. And through all selfish purposes just for me to make my band better. Not going to lie. No, but for real, uh, uh, like it, you, we can use anything as an example. It really doesn't matter to me. But but yeah, if if how do you remind someone of that brand strategy? Whether it's a band, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's whatever, whether it's a marketing strategist, how do I go about reminding people of that? Yeah, so you know, uh, your your brand, you've probably heard the term. Oh, that was on brand or that was off brand. Oh, yeah, absolutely. People use that phrase a lot and they're usually talking about themselves or like another person. If somebody says something that sounds like something they wouldn't normally say, say, oh, that was kind of off brand, you know. Right. And so. I guess I don't usually hear it within branding. I usually hear it as someone talking, like somebody, like you said, talking about an actual just person. Yeah. Tom wouldn't usually say that. He's exactly. a Bears fan. Well, you can very much have a personal brand, right? And just, you know, that's become a little bit synonymous with your own identity or personality or some mm-hmm. of that. But but mm-hmm. a personal brand is certainly a way to think about that. Yeah. Very yeah. outward. And what people see outside, and it's not necessarily what... What people perceive of you, right? Mm-hmm. Their perception yep. of you. Yeah, so that's... The, a business can do the same thing. A business can say or do something that's off-brand, and it happens all the time. Um, the most successful brands are the ones who are always thinking about their brand. Every decision that they make, whether it's product development, uh, sales, marketing, advertising, you know, they're going to build a new building, Mm -hmm. literally the people they hire, every single decision that they make, whether internal or external, the successful brands are, are making those decisions through the lens of the brand that they want to have. And I say the brand that they want to have because you you really can't, like I said before, your brand isn't what you think it is. It's what other people think it is. You can't control your brand. All you can do is influence it. You can do your best every day through all your decisions to influence everybody else's gut feeling about you. But you can't control a person's gut feeling about you, right? Mm-hmm. So you just you need to be thinking about your brand all the time. And, you know, you think about Apple. Can you imagine what would happen if Apple, like, released a $200 laptop? Right. Like what? People be like, what just happened? Like Steve Jobs is literally spinning in his grave at that moment when, when <laughs> Apple releases it. Cause that's not what they do. Apple releases high end and they leave the low end market for other Lenovo, Dell, whatever those other companies are. Mm-hmm. So that'd be very off brand for Apple. Um, and they're never going to do that. I mean, if they're smart, they're never going to uh, do something like this. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a fluffy answer, but basically just never, Never stop thinking about your brand all the time. Hmm. So I want to loop in at this point, Jake, our producer, uh, if I can. Hi, Jake. Hello. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Ready to <laughs> learn and be pulled into this conversation. Well, I wanted to bring you up too because you know um, I think about this conversation of brand strategy through the lens of um, through the lens of a business or mm-hmm. a nonprofit, right? Because that's my background. That's my yes. experience. And Alex, I brought up the band because I think that's a really interesting perspective. A band is absolutely a business, you know, and we talked about um, even so much as a personal brand. And Jake, you, you, I think of you a bit as a, an influencer. Yeah, right? and especially it's very individual. I mean, because Alex has got a group, uh, you a business. I kind of see myself as like... The lone wolf, not yeah. not that cool, but no, a, an though. annoying influencer on TikTok, <laughs> YouTube, um, and, and I've kind of established a brand, but now I kind of see that brand that I established kind of got me stuck, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's where you were going. I just kind of... Uh, that's not necessarily where I was going, but I was going to ask you what your perception was of your yeah. personal brand right now. Yeah. And- I would actually. That's. I'm very excited. If you again, I feel like I'm getting a ten thousand dollars service right now just for being a part of the podcast. So, <laughs> well, I'll invoice you guys later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like I will definitely mention it. So, my my brand is history, right? And it was lucky enough. I actually have a show with the LAS Podcast Network, historically inaccurate. I love talking about history. It's so much fun. But now it feels like it may have 
run its course of Jake is the goofy history guy. My TikToks aren't getting as much views. My YouTube videos aren't getting as much views. Feels like maybe I peaked. I don't know where to go from here, actually. It's a little stuck in a rut almost. What do you think about somebody who feels like their their brand, the strategy around their brand, isn't serving them anymore at this point? Um, where do you start with that reevaluation process? Because a lot of people that are listening to this show are people that already have an established project or an established business. We're not necessarily talking to the person that's thinking about or right at the start of launching their new thing. Um, so a lot of people are thinking, what can I do to refresh my brand, mm-hmm. um, to reinvigorate my brand? And, uh, my brand. My, my brand. <laughs> and uh, if you guys know that the, video exists, I just saw it. I was looking it up over it? here. Yeah, it exists. We're going to play that that audio at the end of this. <laughs> at the end of this, I don't care if we're giving a free ad to this commercial that we're we'll about to play. We'll figure it out. Um, but we yeah, have to play to, that to get back on track. It's <laughs> not you. like my brand is like ruined or awful. I'm still getting views. I still enjoy the content I make. But there, it would be nice to know if there was some way to maybe not fully reinvent, but a way to kind of put some more oomph behind it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with rebranding, first of all. I'm not saying you should. Um, but rebrand also, you know, doesn't have to be complete like 180. A rebrand could just be like you just described to me, you're sitting there thinking, you know what, things things may be slowing down a little bit, and, and maybe there's something I can do to um, to refresh the brand. Maybe that's a better word, a brand refresh rather than than a rebrand. Um, okay. It's you know, it, and this is going to sound. I don't know anything about. I haven't seen your TikToks. I'm sure they're fantastic. Uh, but my first thought, I'm just, I want to preface let's, that. Let's make the, for, this, for the sake of discussion, let's make the baseline assumption so that funny, the content is fine. That, well, right. that's where I was going is that, um, you know, one one issue, if, you, if you're not getting as many views anymore, one issue might be um, the content either mm-hmm. needs to be um, probably not better since you were getting such good engagement before. The quality is probably good, yeah. but it might be time to change the um the topic a little bit. And if there's a way that you could still stay on brand being, you know, in the history, something to do with history, but somehow different than the content you've been doing. Um, I think that would be something to, to explore. Marty, Marty Neumeyer, the guy I mentioned earlier, who basically defined brand for everybody. He wrote a book called Zag, which is um, the whole premise of the book is when everybody else is zigging, Mm. you zag and that's how you stand out. Um, in business, and sometimes you have to zag from yourself. You know, you're not just you're not just standing out from your competitors. Sometimes you need to stand out from yourself. You look back and you're like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I put out a lot of content. It's great content. Maybe it's time to shift the content a little bit. Not complete 180. Don't start talking about the future. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but <laughs> we're completely changing it up. Yep. The future's the here. <laughs> well, it's it's your Apple point, right? Don't don't say you're a high end tech company mm-hmm. and then start selling two hundred dollar laptops, right? That doesn't necessarily serve you either, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But they didn't just sell computers forever, which is what they did in the beginning. You know, they moved on to tablets and cell phones, and is that them zagging? Possibly, uh, it's probably more just diversifying, which, which is probably the buzzword that I would I would throw in there. Sure. Um, an example of Apple zagging. I'm not sure if I can think of a great one. If they do, I've heard rumors that they were they're they're working on like self driving cars. That's maybe a little bit. You know, when I think of Apple, I, I think of well. personal technology. I don't really think of a car. So it's still technology, and I'm sure it's going to be expensive as all hell. So it'll still be on brand, and it'll probably be shiny and white. But right. it's a little different from what they normally do, and that'll grab our attention. It's gonna be like, oh, what's what? What do we got this year? Another shiny laptop? Oh, a self-driving car? That's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that could be enough to kind of refresh self, their brand. A self-driving laptop. Ooh. I've got a quick <laughs> zagging question. Uh, again, I, I like it, it's kind of like a tier of like how much people know. I know the least out of anyone in this room. So, um, uh, would a zag be uh, Tesla when they came out with uh, their new Cybertruck? Uh, and that truck was different than any other truck we've seen before. Everyone said, it looks ugly. It looks like a video game truck, but it doesn't look like any other truck. Would that be them kind of trying to zag away from how other trucks look in an effort to 
because they're joining a market that's already flooded with other trucks. So they're like, we're going to make it look different, be crazy to make it not like everything else. Yeah. Um, I, Marty's book was written well before that, but I have a feeling if he was writing that book now, he would have probably mentioned Tesla Mm -hmm. because I do think that's a great example. You know, not only is it, I don't know if it's the first, but definitely one of the first electric pickup trucks, but it's the weirdest, stupidest looking, like (laughs) what the hell is he thinking? But you definitely don't forget it. Right. The money that they made just on pre-orders for that thing is is insane. You had to pay, I forget how much, like 2000 bucks or something just to be able to say, just to have the ability to buy one later when they're finally released. They made tons of money just on the pre-orders before they ever even actually sold a car. So oh, I never heard that. It, as goofy as I think it looks, man, it, it worked. It was a, it was a zag for sure. And they are now standing out. If they weren't already standing out from the other electric vehicles uh, they certainly are now well i think we're talking about something really interesting too because we're using really big name examples right apple and tesla and when we think about brand strategy in particular these are companies that have really established brands you know and and um and figuring out what that is and what that means um when you think about apple or tesla i think that you get a really specific kind of idea in your mind they've they've established that brand for a lot of people listening to this show and this episode i wonder if they feel like their brand is really established and and what steps they need to take in order to you know figure that out you know and it's also going back to talking about um a refresh of your brand is that what you need to do in order to help establish the longevity of your brand. It's a really interesting topic. It's a very broad topic, brand strategy in general. Yep. Um, but I don't know what you think about the the fully established brands, these big name brands versus, you know, the running in place or or the LAS, the newer company, or mm-hmm. um, or even some of these mom and pop shops that have been around for a few years in the area but are still establishing who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, you know, when you read books about brand strategy, um, Apples are going to come up. Apple specifically comes up in every branding book probably ever. Of course. Uh, for good reason. I don't think anyone's ever done it better than them. Um, but, yeah, I, I'd love to talk about, um, you know, one of one of our more recent clients is this, is a local Cedar Rapids-based business owner. Um, she was going by the name CR Guitar Girl, right? So she's just one person. I mean, it's a very small business, just one person. She... Uh, gave guitar lessons, mostly to kids, but but also to adults. Um, and she was really good at it, and she knows it, and she charges accordingly. Like she she's never been afraid to be the you know not the cheapest option in town. She's like, if you want cheap lessons, you know, there's a, a center over on you know Collins for that. But if you want um, you know high quality personal lessons that your kids are really going to enjoy and get something out of, you know, that's what I'm here for. Um, and she's doing she's doing really well for. For years, you know, started started basically, I think, in her house or something, and eventually got her own space at Lindell Mall. And um, oh, really, that's awesome. Yeah, she so she's doing really well, but she got to a point where she realized that, um, you know, her business was growing and her brand needed to grow with it. She first of all, she has decided that she's going to start teaching more than just guitar. She's going to she wants to offer drums, um, vocals, piano all sorts of things, um, things that she, she can't teach. So she's going to have to hire people. So now suddenly she's, you know, she's an example of her business isn't doing poorly, which is what one reason a lot of people think they need to rebrand is because, oh, my business isn't doing very well. What should I do? Oh, I'll rebrand. That'll fix everything. Her business is doing really well and forced her into a rebrand because she wasn't CR guitar girl anymore. First of all, she's not just one girl, right? She's a team of people and she doesn't just do guitar anymore. Mm -hmm. So she changed her name to Cedar Rhapsody School of Music, which is probably the most clever thing I've ever heard in my life. I wish that I could say that I did that. I did not. That is really good. She came up with that before she called me, so I can't claim uh, <laughs> anything to do with that. What, what good are you then? <laughs> I know. So, um, and so, and we just com- did a complete refresh of her brand, you know, new logo, new website. Um, she's got a big old new sign in front of her store, business cards, the whole thing. And, um, you know, so she's a really good example of... Um, 
a, just a very small business, just one person. And now she's, she's still small. She's, you know, she's still one person and, and she has a few contractors teaching these things, um, who is very conscious about her brand. She knew it needed help. And, um, so I was, you know, first of all, I was like, I, I commended her. I was like, it's really great that you know that this is important and, um, that you need help and you're not just going to try to do it yourself. Cause we all have skills. Hers is teaching guitar, uh, logo and web design was not <laughs> her right. skill. Right. Yeah. So that's a really good example of, of a small, a small company who, who needed to rebrand and did it. I think she did a really good job. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when, when things change for the better or worse, a rebranding can happen for, for both reasons. It doesn't have to be a good or bad thing necessarily. It's just kind of a thing. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is scary though. <laughs> it Regard- sounds really scary. It's regardless. a lot of work. Regardless, it sounds like a, it could it could be a big risk sometimes, but yeah. I guess working with a brand strategist would would usually diminish a lot of that risk. That certainly helps, and this probably this doesn't help my business, but that's why I say <laughs> you <laughs> you should that. start working on your branding from day one. Because if you do that, there's a good chance you won't have to pay someone to help you rebrand. And in Angie's case, Sierra Guitar Girl, um, you know there wasn't anything she could have done to avoid that. It was a good reason to have to rebrand rebrand but a lot of people find find that they have to rebrand for negative reasons and mm-hmm. if they had at least had their brand in their in their minds from day one and been putting an effort into working at it they could avoid having to do a rebrand and spending thousands of dollars to to bring an expert in right right well i think this is all really insightful i'm excited to dive in a little bit deeper um, but let's go to a sponsor break and uh, when we come back we're going to chat some more with james welbus um the guy that loves BS. I'm full of it. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to chat about some tactical steps that you can take, um, what it means when you really get into um, dive into that brand strategy and that, that, um, the design elements of that and what you output and the perception there. Um, we're going to have a great time doing it. And I think Alex is going to find that commercial for us to listen to as well. Oh, yeah. My brand. My brand. <laughs> It's definitely happening. It's happening. So stick with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Friends with Marketing Benefits is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Jake Trumper. And I'm Alex Schulte. And together, we're historically historically inaccurate. And you can learn history with us because I'm kind of an expert. I'm not sure if expert's the word I would use. No, I'm ready to teach people history because, like, uh, ask me to name every president. But I know you can't. No, just ask me. I don't want to hear you do that again. John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Madison, James Monroe, John Quincy Adams, Andrew Jackson. So we're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Jake, are you still going? Jake, just fast-forward to the end. We are literally running out of time. Did you literally forget the president who is right now, Joe Biden? Joe Biden! I did it. I was in in my groove. Come and learn with us, everybody. Well, it's still kind of me. I'm kind of doing most of the You couldn't even remember Joe Biden's name. I'm doing most of the teaching. It's mostly you. Thank you. (laughs) L-A-S. Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash LASPodcastNetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. Welcome on back, friends. We're here chatting marketing and benefits. How was that? Welcome back, intro. (laughs) Pretty good. I've heard worse. It could use some (laughs) rebranding. I'm going to leave this all in, actually. Oh, Oh, goodness, no. Please, no. I'm trying to do it as awkward as I did it the first time. 
I mean, you could just leave that part in. <laughs> I might as well. Hey, welcome on back to Friends with Marketing Benefits. I'm Logan. I'm Logan. Nope, you're Alex. Oh, yeah, I'm Alex. Are you trying to rebrand? I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stealing someone else's brand. I, it's a bold strategy. Right, it's been done. <laughs> the Lion King did it after all. Did you guys know the Lion King was a stolen idea? Look it up. Isn't every Disney movie a stolen idea? Well, uh, I've yes. heard that, though, for sure. But, like, it's like a real stolen idea from an anime that was made. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah there, it was about, it was same exact story, um, man cub with little cub, uh, not man cub, that's Jungle Book, big, <laughs> big lion, dad dies, and then little lion has to run away and find himself and then talks to big lion in the clouds even. It's so much stuff is the same. Jake's hmm. making a face. Are you looking it up? What was happening? Uh, based off of that, I guess I'll I'll try to look it up. From I wouldn't that. worry about it. Y- yeah, it was, God, I'll find it. What universe am I coming from right now that you guys don't know my brand <laughs> and you don't know that? Um, um, which, by the way, we got to play that ad here in a, in a little bit too. That we'll, I keep mentioning. We'll play the ad in a second, but before bef- I derail this anymore, before we get into that, I want to make sure I reintroduce our guest, James Welbus. Um, the BS guy. That's me. Full of BS. Brand strategy. Absolutely. Uh, and we've been having a lot of fun, actually, and uh, I feel like I'm learning a lot uh, around oh brand gosh. strategy. Yeah, absolutely. That, I learn so much on this show, so much more than I do on the other shows. It's it's really fantastic. Take well, historically <laughs> accurate for, for example. Jake's I don't learn anything offended. on Jake's show. Uh, like there's a difference between Rude. learning things and re- and and then also having retention. Also, the Lion King is just based off of Hamlet, and the other show that you're saying it's stolen from is also based off Hamlet. Well, it's all back tracks it, back to Hamlet, so nothing's a, actually stolen. Thank you very much. Every Have a story good show. is just <laughs> <laughs> every story it. is just seven stories. Hey, um, pull up that Bluetooth fader for me because I want to. I, I promised that I would play the audio from this commercial that Alex has been referencing. Your contact lens has just arrived. 1-800-CONTACTS. They can't have my brand. I have special eyes. Look. Look with your special eyes. My brand! Quality contact lenses. <laughs> Call, click, and know at Walmart. I don't understand the commercial. My brand! But <laughs> I guess I get it now. Look. Look with your special eyes. It's a good commercial. It ran for a really long time. Back when I still had, you know, watched cable and stuff. Speaking of a company that has a really solid brand, 1-800-CONTACTS. Right? Yeah. yeah. They've got the jingle. They've got my brand. I mean... 1-800-CONTACTS. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's them. Uh, Come on, guys. I can't be... I don't want to turn into an Alex. Stop! <laughs> Stop mm. referencing brands. <laughs> I don't understand anything you guys are saying. You guys have to have seen that commercial I made when I was five, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get back into it. Um, when we left off, uh, you were actually telling us a great story about a... Uh, local business that had to rebrand because of growth. Um, But you also referenced that a lot of businesses feel like they have to rebrand because of negative reasons. And do you feel like a rebrand can serve as a, as a bandaid to a problem or, or as a real solution to a problem? Um, Is, is it often something that brand can fix? I think so. I think, it depends on on why you're doing it. Um, there are some things you're just not going to come back from, probably. Um, yeah. And uh, a rebrand, I think, can be a band aid, and it can also be an actual solution. And it go, it depends on how you go about it and how much effort you put into it. If you're just throwing up like a new logo or something, um, that's probably not going to do it. Uh, you know, you can just do a Google search for failed rebrands and that's, that's fun nighttime reading. <laughs> yeah, um, several companies, like I think Reebok, Reebok tried it and, um, you know, there's several companies that rebranded and then just went back to what they had before because they realized it was so bad. Yeah. So that, you know, and, and what's interesting about that is, you know, Reebok paid somebody a lot of money, a lot of money to rebrand and then it didn't work and that sucks. So, do they get to like turn that receipt in and get that refund? Oof, not if it's me. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. I don't offer <laughs> refunds. Um, yeah, so that's you know, it, and it, it like I said, it, it depends on how much effort you put into it, how seriously you take it, what the problem is, um, and if your rebrand actually solves the problem. You know, if 
if you if you realize that your brand, that people's gut feeling about your product, service, or company is just a bad feeling. When they see your logo, or they hear your business name, or they see your product, they get an icky feeling. That's a problem, and that's going to be a pretty in-depth rebrand that might have to, I mean, we're talking, you might have to let people go. You might have to let product lines go. There's, there could be, you know, whatever is causing this, this issue has got to go. Otherwise, uh, that gut feeling is just going to keep getting worse and worse. So that's a really great thing to bring up next, which is you're thinking about um, your brand's perception and, and thinking about what the right next steps are for you. Of course, you should always consider and look into hiring a brand strategist, um, such as yourself, and, uh, and seeking out some professional assistance. But just to think about if it's the right option for you or not, how do you go about assessing what the perception of your brand is? Where do you start with that? So you got to talk to people. Um, you know, you want to talk to people who know you. You want to talk to people who don't know you. You want to talk to customers that you have. You want to talk to people who've never heard of your business. Um, you know, I would say it, it get at least a hundred responses from people, a mix of people, like I said, that, that know who you are and who, and don't know who you are and ask them questions, you know, ask them straight up. You know, when you think of this widget that, that you bought for me, you know, how does it make you feel? Just when you think about it, don't ask them, does it work? You know, does it, you know, cause it probably does. They, they bought it cause they, it did what they needed to be done, but ask them, how does it make you feel when you think of my product? And if they're like, oh, I don't really, I don't really feel anything. Okay, I mean, depending on what you're selling, that might not matter, but that can be that's <laughs> a problem. You know, only only one competitor can be the cheapest. Everybody else has to use brand to stand out. So if if they don't feel anything when they think of you, and you're not the cheapest option, then why are they going to buy? Why are they going to buy your product versus somebody else's? Can I ask a question really quick? With a small business that doesn't necessarily have access to a ton of people, what would be the best way to go about asking 100 people? Uh, Facebook, Reddit. Um, you could offer... Uh, Reddit, absolutely. <laughs> Seriously, though. like, yeah. I, I mean, my, my small... Like, let's say my personal band's Facebook page is never going to get 100 responses to right. anything. That's just not going to happen. Reddit, it might happen. Yeah, I think TikTok there's probably subreddits just for that. Oh, there's got to be. There's a yeah. subreddit for literally everything. So yeah. I would I would think so. But also, just thinking about using your own privates or um, um, bands' social media page, that audience that's going to see and interact with that is an audience that already follows you. Right. Right. That's a great point. And has already, you know, mm-hmm. so to get a diverse um, amount of feedback from different groups, people that are not familiar with your brand or not familiar with your band or, or group, um, that's a value too. The big thing about, I mean, one of the biggest hurdles for a company is getting people that haven't heard of your brand to hear about it. So finding those people to actually give you feedback on where you're at right now is probably already helping you go in the right direction anyway. Sure, potentially. Yeah. Offer a hundred bucks. Say, I'm going to pick one person who fills this form oh, out and give them a hundred bucks. People, people will fill out your form that's just the real for the chance right to win a hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a fantastic idea. I bet a week from now, running in place Facebook page <laughs> is going to be like, win a hundred dollar gift card. Mm-hmm. By the way, does anybody have a hundred dollar gift card we can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to borrow it. You'll just give it back. Seeking sponsorships. <laughs> so you could win it back. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. We promise. <laughs> Good. But you can offer free product, you know, if you're free tickets to a concert or whatever it is your product or services. Um, you know, you can incentivize crowdsourcing. Um, it's it's really not hard to get 100 responses about anything if you're willing to throw 50 or or $100 into some sort of incentive. Um, and depending on, I mean, there, you could go to Facebook and, and find groups. You know, if you're a band, you could find groups on Facebook that are about music Mm. And you could probably get a, a decent number of, of responses from those right. groups. And there's not just the small local ones. There's huge national global music groups on Facebook that you can get a lot of feedback from. Yeah, for sure. That I don't necessarily think about all the time. I always think about our local, um, the the Cedar Rapids Music Group Facebook group. Isn't that yep. what it's called? Yep. But um, that's really by musicians for musicians. Exactly. Right? And yeah. that's and that's the problem I, I guess I've been running into a lot. My, I'm putting it out into this echo chamber. You know, of people that have already seen it and already have their opinions, it's so difficult to get it out in front of new people. But my other question is, do you think it would be more 
um, beneficial to spend that hundred dollars on an incentive for possibly one person out of these hundred to to see it, or would it be more beneficial to put that hundred dollars into Facebook advertising or Instagram ads? I think it depends on what the goal is, right? And uh, and certainly, correct me if you have uh, a certain opinion or different opinion, but my thought is. If you're trying to get specific feedback about your brand, then you really want to incentivize people to engage and give you feedback. Um, you might be able to facilitate something like that through Facebook ads, um, but I think that you would lose the incentive for people to follow through on that feedback. So on this specific cir- circumstance, we're asking for comments. We need, we need your feedback on this. One of you is going to get this. But, but on the other hand, maybe if I've got a new music video that I don't need the comments on, I just need people to freaking see it, that's when I'd pay Facebook. And that's when I think you feel like your brand is a little more, you know, is is doing okay. It's not something that you're trying to repair actively or reinvent or refresh actively. Mm-hmm. That's where you're already established and you're ready to put that out in mm-hmm. front of people. Does that make sense? Does that seem yeah. like I'm, I'm thinking the right way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if the feedback you're looking for is one or two questions, you probably could just do a Facebook ad and maybe like boost a poll or something. Right. But if you're trying to get, you know, really good feedback, you're probably going to have five to 10 questions on it. And that's the point at which people are going to probably not fill out that survey because they saw a random ad. Um, there's going to need to be some sort of incentive, some possibility that they might win something for, for taking the time to, to answer these five or 10 questions about potentially a band they've never heard of. Right, getting your fans to fill it out might be easier, um, and you also you also kind of expect to know what they're going to say if they're your fan. They're going to say, "Yeah, I like their music. That's why I'm a fan. That's why I liked your page." Thanks, mom. Um, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, mom. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and bands are a little different because I'm not going to go see you in concert unless I like your music. Most likely, um, products. Sometimes people buy products just because they like they need a product. They went to Google, they typed, they searched it in and they found it and they bought it. So that person is a customer, but they're not necessarily a fan because maybe they didn't like your product. Um, or maybe they liked it just fine, but you're just one of 16 other different products that are all exactly the same. They don't really mm-hmm. care. They just bought it because it was the first thing that, sh- that popped up. So that could be a, a really good person to get some feedback from. Um, you know, they're, what your goal with branding is is to create a tribe. You know, you're, you're not marketing, advertising gives you um, can can be really great for getting like one time customers and sales right now. I put out an advertising campaign. People saw it. They liked it. So they bought the product. Branding is more of a long game. You're trying to build a tribe. You're trying to build people who are buying from you because they like you. They like your business. They like what you stand for, blah, blah, blah. They'll buy more from you later. I love that phrasing, by the way. Trying to build a tribe. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. There's a little shop down the street, Lou's Deli. Not down the street. I forgot we're not in Nubo. Um, <laughs> it's, it's up. It's, it's We're on the same street. Definitely still down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Nubo's on Just third. Just a little farther. TCR's on third. But uh, shout out Lou's Deli. We, I love them. Oh, man, I'm there like yeah. four times a week. Really? <laughs> they have a little sign on their, on their wall that says, Your vibe attracts your tribe. And um, that's basically like branding. That's branding is putting out a vibe, and then people who are vibing with your vibe, they become your tribe. Become your tribe. And by tribe, I mean loyal customers who keep giving me money. Right, right, <laughs> right. Which also then go on to be ambassadors of your Absolutely. brand. Absolutely. Then they'll tell everybody that they liked it. Yep. So who cares about paying for advertisement? You've got a tribe who's going out and preaching the, the gospel of brand strategy. Right? Yep. The best, the best lead. And I usually talk in terms of leads as a, as a freelancer and, and um, you know, the best lead is a referral. Somebody who said, go hire James because I hired James and I had a great experience. The same is true with products. Hey, go buy this product because I've bought like three of them and I love it. And that same thing can go the opposite way. As Don't well. buy this. I bought it and it my kitchen set on fire. It's a <laughs> safety hazard. Like that, that's bad, bad brand. I was trying to think of a bad brand earlier. Do you remember when Samsung phones were exploding ah, in people's yes. pockets? Oh, yeah. The worst branding ever was when airlines were telling customers they weren't allowed to bring the Samsung phone on the flight because it might explode. I can't even think of like a worse <sighs> PR <laughs> like situation for a, a company. Not good. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The, I, when I think of bad branding, I also think of the Pepsi 
um, uh, stunt with Kendall Jenner, where she handed a Coke to the police officers. Mm. Oh, I do remember that. To or, <laughs> finally, we she handed a Coke. We remember she something a, you referenced. A Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, so you, I, I was going to say it's, it's a dangerous thing to reference things here because apparently I'm, I'm from a completely different dimension. Jake definitely remembers this. No, uh, that's actually a really good point because Pepsi, Coke, and multiple uh, businesses had actually pulled out advertising from YouTube because they were like, we think YouTube is a dangerous platform, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. We don't want to sponsor these creators. Immediately, Pepsi goes, hey, here's our commentary about how we can solve police brutality with Pepsi. It's like, yeah, okay, <laughs> good job. Jenner and a cellist. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that backfired really bad. And everybody was like, okay, boycott Pepsi because they are tone deaf. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it can backfire tenfold. Yep. And that's, you, you, you mentioned um, one, of the, one of the most important things with branding is authenticity. Um, you know, people saw that commercial from Pepsi and probably thought they don't actually care about police brutality you said tone deaf and that's probably completely true they probably don't really care they were just virtue signaling hoping that it would you know bring them some business and people saw through that and it went very poorly for them Um, there have been other companies who have done and said things around police brutality that didn't backfire on them because it just felt more authentic and people actually Mm -hmm. believed it so yeah that's a really good a really good point really good situation to bring up is you know, you got to be authentic. You got to be true to who you are. You got to be on brand. And sometimes biz- a lot of businesses go too far. Like, do you, you might care about police brutality. Do you want to hear a soda pop company telling you about it though? Like, right. is that the, com- the, the company you want to hear talking about police brutality? Uh, right. Maybe, exactly. maybe not, you know? It, it always depends. Yeah. Um, um, and then, Right now, this this month that we're recording this in is Pride Month, and a lot of companies are rebranding, putting up their their um, the rainbow logos and whatnot. But that can backfire too. I've seen a lot of crap being thrown at Target for the um, their their Pride section because they've got these these hideous shirts, and and it's just it's very stereotypical Pride stuff. It's mm-hmm. just rainbow bags and everything, and everybody's like, this is. I'm never going to wear this. Why are you trying to capitalize on this? Yeah. So it can it, if it, if you're not coming off as authentic, it's going to backfire. You have to you, you have to I don't know. You have to make sure that that it doesn't come off as I know this will make me more money, so I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. How do you do that? I mean, I, I it's a phrase I'm familiar with, but I hadn't heard it in a while that virtue signaling. Mm-hmm. Right? I really appreciated you saying that cuz I think that's that's something that's so true is when you're just trying to, um, sh- I'm frankly hop on the bandwagon mm-hmm. of something that feels like something you should be aligned with, but you're doing it inauthentically. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You didn't do it until it was a big deal. Why didn't you do it five years ago? I think a lot of people are asking those questions to, mm-hmm. to a lot of these companies jumping on the bandwagon right now. Virtue signaling is so hot right now. What is virtue? Sorry. What'd you say? Virtue signaling? Yeah. Help. What? It's when you say stuff or do stuff with the express intent of letting everybody know how good of a person you are. Ah. So, I mean, it's, first of all, it's I don't fake. think anybody got my Zoolander reference, so we're on the same page now. What? What? Hit me again with that Zoolander reference. It's so hot right now. So hot right now. <laughs> so hot right now. Okay, good. Oh, I know Zoolander. I I hate myself so much for missing that reference right now. You have no idea. It's okay. You're distracted. Merman. <laughs> Merman. I've seen Zoolander. Yes. <laughs> I, did. I didn't mean to offend you just now. <laughs> you didn't offend me. I, I offended myself. I offended myself by not knowing it. Well, let me pull this back on track just a little bit. Um, because speaking of branding and brand strategy and... And uh, I'm so sorry. I'm now laughing thinking about how you use the reference virtue signaling so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious to me. Okay, I'm sorry. Please I'm glad continue. that I feel a, a great friendship forming. That feels good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I'll be cracking about, about that all night, honestly. That's really funny. So if somebody wants to start taking the next step in um, growing or establishing their brand, refreshing their brand, or even rebranding, um, they can reach out to somebody like you. And uh, and Apex Branding, and tell us a little bit about about 
your company and what you do and, and how you can help others. Sure. So, um, yeah, the business is called Apex Branding and Design, and it um, I'm hot off of a rebrand, actually. So, so hot. Right <laughs> so, so hot right Rebranding is so hot right now. <laughs> um, I, I've been calling myself Cedar Rapids Web Design for about three or four years. and Which is the brand I'm familiar with. Yeah, yeah. and um, probably nobody's familiar with Apex besides uh, like six people because it's pretty new and I haven't, uh, and Facebook refuses to change my Facebook page business name for some reason. So it still says Cedar oh, Rapids. Really? That's frustrating. We, we talked a lot about Facebook business pages oh, um, last week uh, or two weeks ago. When was that? Sorry. Two weeks ago two we were talking with uh, Maurice Davis. That's yep. right. That's right. Um, Love that guy. He, I, that was the first time I'd met him. He, he's a smart, smart dude. Great dude. He, and also a good guy. It's good to know both of you guys, honestly. Um, it's, fun for me but uh uh he was talking about the ease of of using that to get yourself higher on that seo search on that uh, search engine optimization i'll say for those that uh don't know as much as Fancy. i do proud of you alex <laughs> thank you i'm learning i promise but but you're saying you're having trouble with that a little bit yeah well we could do a whole i could do a whole podcast series about um all the reasons i hate facebook um, so I'll try to, to not... Wait, are we talking Facebook or Google business? No. Um, I was talking Facebook. Well, he was Maurice talking Facebook. Was, Maurice episode oh, was on Google My Business. Google but we My Business. I am so about, sorry. Yeah. We talked about social media in general and Got how, it. I mean, certainly those things impact your brand's search engine optimization. I, I probably heard that and then yeah. my mind went somewhere else. But, but Search yeah. engine placement and all that. So despite what Facebook thinks, my business is called Apex Branding and Design. Um, and we... I say we, technically it's just me. I'm the only, it's a single member LLC, but I have a team of people who I contract out for various things that I'm not good at, which is most all things. <laughs> so, you know, for example, for uh, Angie, for CR Guitar Girl slash Cedar Rhapsody School of Music, um, we started with uh, the brand development, um, which involved something from a lady named Lynn Anderson Davy. She's great. Um, she does. She has various marketing services. She's actually moving to France, but she said she'll still be doing. Yeah, her husband got work out there, so she's still going to be part of the team um, uh, on the other side of the world. But she she does something she calls a value proposition, where she sits down with you for one to two hours, and um, she basically just drills you with questions that you don't want to answer. But by the time you're done answering them, you have such an incredible uh, new outlook on your own business. She pulls out insights about your business that you didn't even know, mm -hmm. which is like you think you know everything about your business. You don't. <laughs> uh, she will teach you things about your business that you didn't even know. Um, and then uh, there's also one thing I like to recommend people do. Um, it's called they have, there's a lot of different names for it. Um, I'm blanking out on all of them, like a character profile. So basically you you make up fake people who um, a persona. Yes, persona. Um, Avatar, also, I've heard about six different <laughs> names for this, but you're basically making up people, various demographics, men, women, young, old, um, and who are either your current customers or maybe they're the kind of customer that you wish you had. And um, you sort of use those personas throughout, I mean, really forever. Like whenever whenever you're you're making decisions, you think about, Oh, is this something that, that Jen would like? Is this something that Steve would like? Because you have to name your avatars so you know who you're right. talking about. Um, and uh, and that just sort of helps you kind of put a, even though they're a completely made up person, it sort of helps you put a name and a face to some of the decisions that you're making. Like, And then you can have a discussion. You're like, well, are we sure we want to make that change for that product? I'm not sure Jessica would like that. And you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I was so focused on what, what Steve would like. I wasn't even thinking about Jessica. So it can, it can help you, um, sort of focus your because a lot of a lot of businesses lose focus and they try to please everybody and that's just a waste of marketing dollars trying to tell the entire world about your product and and convince every single person in the world to buy your product it's a lot more financially efficient to tell the right people about your product and can try to mm. convince the right people to buy it and so um, then we move on to the design phase we take all all the insight from from Lynn and from my meetings with the clients. And I give that to a guy named Devin Green, who's a fantastic designer. And he starts on a logo, uh, website design, and then uh, and business cards, that sort of thing. Um, and then uh, we move on to the development phase. There's likely going to be a website that comes along with that. And that's where I step in. Um, 
in, in the past anyways. I'll probably start paying Devin to do that too. <laughs> he won't admit it, but he's he's a better developer than I am. You're going to eventually um, pay somebody to sleep and shower for you. Yes. I don't want to do anything ever. That's, <laughs> that's a, You uh, and me both. Life goals, man. Just, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just put um, me on a couch. Leave me alone. I just want to play video games. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's that's the that's the business. Um, you know, I also own a co-working space in Cedar Rapids called The Space. That was a whole fun um, branding experience. Um, it it was originally called Yoimono, which is Japanese for good stuff. It was founded by a guy named Will. And by uh, the way, for everybody listening, you're wearing a Yoimono shirt right now. I am. Yes. Um, you know, I like the shirt. I didn't come up with this. It was founded by somebody else. Um, and he basically, long story short, he moved to New York and didn't want to really be involved with a coring space in Iowa when he lived in, in New York. Um, and so he stepped down and I took over um, and it's like, well, now, you know, I need to, I need to rebrand. Um, uh, what should we call it? And, and Devin and I, Devin's a member. And um, we were just, we were like, every time we talked about it, we'd be like, Hey, am I going to see it at the space later? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll meet up with you at the space. Um, so we're like, well, why don't we just call it the space? That's what we call it any, all the time. Anyways, we just call it the space. And so the final frontier. Yes. And did you get that reference? Yes. Star Wars, right? I hate you <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. Star uh, Trek, everybody. Star Trek. Yes. So nobody's going to say it. I will. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. <laughs> Um, so I can't stop doing it apparently, but yeah, I got, I got a lot of feedback about the old name Yoimono. I, I personally liked it. I thought it was a cool idea. You know, the idea it's Japanese for good stuff. And the idea was that when creative people get together, good stuff happens. That was a really cool idea to build a brand around, but nobody could ever remember the name. Nobody could ever say it right. And so that was an issue. Mm. And so it was kind of hard, um, to let that go just cause I thought it was so neat and again, I didn't come up with, with it. This was all before I got involved. Um, but And it is. I, I think it's awesome. It's a cool yeah, it's such a cool idea. And the space he he uh, furnished and decorated the space very, very well. He's a Will, the guy who founded it, is the graphic designer by you know, that's his his background, and so he has a very good eye for design. And he just did a really great job with the aesthetics. And then I come in, I don't know anything about design, <laughs> and I'm just like Thanks, Will, for, for being so awesome. I'll take it from here. <laughs> um, you obviously definitely know how to get a team of people together, though. Yeah, it's been without Devin's help. I mean, if you look at the Spaces website, Devin did the logo and the website. Um, I had nothing to do with it. Um, I said, you know, you, You're do, also you do your thing. You're also far too modest. Well, <laughs> if you knew how bad a design it was, you wouldn't be saying <laughs> that. <laughs> Maybe I'll find out sometime. Well, I mean, this is all great. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, of course. talking to us about uh, Apex Branding and Design um, and the space. If people want to learn more about both of those endeavors, where can they find those things out? Sure. You can uh, you can go to apexbranding.design um, and uh, slash contact or something if you want to reach out to me. Um, and if you want to check out the space, that is at cedarrapidscoworking.space. That was a very SEO-centric domain name. There you go. And I love that I have it. <laughs> of all the co-working spaces in Cedar Rapids, I'm the one with Cedar Rapids Coworking dot space. I like that. that. Yeah, you just got it. they're searching those words anyway. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's the first thing that pops up. Oh, show. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, I loved it. Thanks for having me. And uh, and Jake's hair isn't standing straight up this time. <laughs> there she there goes. It goes. Super Saiyan Jake. But I think it's probably time for us to say sayonara to this episode of My brand. Friends with Marketing Benefits. Uh, this show is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, for more on our little independent network, check out LASPodcastNetwork.com. And if you'd like to support this show, get access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes clips, extra stuff, you can support us over at patreon.com slash laspodcastnetwork.com. Uh, James Welbus, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, absolutely. Anytime. Sharing your BS with us. <laughs> and I need to know where to get one of those hats. 
Yeah, sorry, it's saying, one I, I of love, a kind. I love BS. It really is it the only one that exists. I mean, unless you go to Printful and make one. Unless I make. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this show airs every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you to Jake Trumper for producing this episode. Thank you to my co-host, Alex. Thank you, Logan, for remembering my name. <laughs> I certainly tried. You succeeded. I gave it a shot. You, you threw that dart into the dark. You took a shot in the dark and it, and it landed. <laughs> It's so hot right now. <laughs> it's so hot right now. What other what other obscure Zoolander reference can I? Oh man! Just because I messed up the you googly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for being our friends, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You can support the LAS Podcast Network at patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. LAS.